And we're recording. All right, that was the Eagles brought to you by my iPhone. This is the Anything But Basketball podcast. My name is Don. Joined today, three co-hosts. I got the Prince of Punani, Damian Johnson. I got the Aristotle of Analingus, Brandon Joyle. And I have the Bambino of Booty and Joshua Joyle. Was not here last week. Managed to come around this week. Very exciting. Moist, if you will. Moister than an oyster. We're going to go over last week's scores just to get y'all started on what went on. Got the Broncos Cardinals Thursday night, 45-10 ass whooping. Von Miller straight gave him the dick. Titans lose to the Chargers in London by one. Panthers 21-17 over the Eagles in comeback fashion. Vikings by 20 at the Jets, 37-17. Bills managed to score a safety and a field goal to score five points and still lose by 32 to the Colts. Patriots 38-31 over the Bears. Close one. Down at the one. That hurts. Bucks 26-23 at the Browns in overtime. Not at the Browns, actually. It was at Tampa Bay. But Texans at the Jaguars. Texans win 20-7. Lions at the Dolphins. 32-21. Lions win. Saints win 24-23 at Baltimore. Good game. Cowboys at Washington. Lose by three. 20-17. Jason Garrett. Go fuck yourself. Rams at the Niners. Win by 29-39-10. Bengals at the Chiefs. Lose by 35. Chiefs up 45-10. Mahomes. Huge crank. Giants at the Falcons lose by three, 23-20 Falcons. So that's what we got going on. I ended up 9-5 and five on the picks. Uh, Buddha didn't make picks last week, but he had a separate pool. So. 12-2. and two. I was 8-6. Uh, and six. Had a rough week. Not good. I was 12-2 and two as well. <clears throat> I mean, I started off rough. I was like, well, let's go with Arizona versus Denver. And it just yeah. fucking went Yikes. awful from down went downhill from there. Yeah, not a good call. Not a good call. <laughs> no. Should have listened no. to Von Miller. Yeah. yeah. Von Miller told you. He told, he told you. you. I told you. I just reiterated what Von Miller said. Von a, Miller, three strip sacks, Bradley Chubb, strip sack. Buddy just running for his life back there. Rosen hit twenty times. Straight shit housed. At home. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> and uh, if I'm not mistaken, Bundy, you were also 12 and 2 last week. I was. I was indeed. Good. Awesome. Shout out to the Lions. What up? That hurts. I was the only one who took the Lions out of the two of us, or the three of us that were on last week, right? Mm-mm. No, John took the Lions. I was the only one who took Miami. Yeah. Oh. I took the Lions. Jeez. Uh, oh. I, you were the only one to predict Justin Tucker missing a field goal or missing an extra point. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that sucks. That was it. Hi, puppy. I have a puppy in the room. <clears throat> You'll have that. Very important stuff going on over here. You smell like shit. Cheese shit. All right, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Here we you wanna, go. You want to move into the must start, must sit review from us. last week? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I had must start Andy Dalton. That was a bad call. 
turns out. Uh, he only got seven points. But, hang on now. The rest of my calls, Damien's probably thanking me for that Jarvis Landry call. Yeah. Saquon, 27 PPR points. Jarvis Landry against the Bucks, 25 PPR points. Ertz against fucking everybody who gives a shit, 22 points, 138 yards for nine catches. Three out of four on the starts for probably the first time this year, over 50% for me on the starts. My starts, uh, I also said play Andy Dalton. That was horseshit. Seven points. Uh, And then I said to start Tevin Coleman versus the Giants. He had 16 PPR points. Said play Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green. The only one you should have played there was A.J. Green. Seven receptions, 117 yards, 18 PPR points for A.J. Green. Uh, not uh, Tyler Boyd was three for 27, five PPR points. And then Joe, I said play David Najoku versus Tampa Bay. Four receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown, 15 PPR points. Nice. Not a terrible call. Bundy, who were your stats since last week? My starts were uh, Andrew Luck, quarterback, with 30 points. Said to start Gurley at running back, he had 30 points. Uh, said to start Boyd and Green. Boyd, not very well. But Green had 18 points, and I also said to start Njoku, who had 15 points. Nice. It's not bad. Uh, last week on sits, I said sit famous Jameis because turnovers were going to be an issue. And although turnovers were an issue, he still had 19 points. He fumbled and threw two picks, but still managed 19 points. So if you started him, you probably weren't mad at it. I said sit Lamar Miller, but he had 100 yards in a tutter. So 17 points there for him. I said sit Demarius Thomas. Good call. He only had nine points. Uh, sit Greg Olson. If it wasn't for the touchdown he got, he would have had... Point five points, but he ended up with eight. So, in a PPR league, eight points. I mean, not great, but not terrible. So, I'm going to say I went 50-50 on the sits. I was uh, 100% on the sits. Really good at telling you who to sit. It's not it's the starts that are rough. <laughs> uh, Deshaun Watson, I said to sit him versus Jacksonville. He had 10 points. Uh, I, said, oh, I said to sit all Philadelphia running backs. Wendell Smallwood had five PPR points. Jamal Adams had one PPR point, and Corey Clement had three. I said sit Jets wide receivers, and I did mention specifically Robbie Anderson and Jermaine Curse. Jermaine Curse didn't catch the ball once, and Robbie Anderson had seven PPR points. And I said to sit Antonio Gates versus Tennessee, and he had three PPR points. Yeah. God. I said to uh, not start Brock Osweiler at 18 points. I said not to, shell, not to start Sonny Michelle. He got hurt for like 1.8 points. And then I said don't start any wide receiver from the Dolphins. Looking at the score, considering Brock Osweiler only had 18 points, I imagine it wasn't very good. And I said not to start the Cowboys tight ends, and they probably had like four points combined, so... Yeah, I, would say, I would say I say it was a good uh, good sits on my part. Absolutely. Yeah, that ain't bad at all. Um, <clears throat> minus Osweiler with eighteen points. You're you're not mad at eighteen points, but if you have like 
something on your bench, maybe. Depends what kind of league you're in, I guess. But that really quarterback, sucks. 18 points isn't terrible. Sucked that Sonny Michelle got hurt, but he's but, on my team. If you're calling to sit him, things. probably not a bad call. No. Uh, moving into week eight, we have. I'm gonna I'm gonna run through <clears> all the games first. You have the Dolphins at Houston. You have the Eagles at Jacksonville. You have the Ravens at Carolina. You have the Broncos at Arrowhead. You have the Browns at the Steelers. You have the Seahawks at the Lions. You have the Bucks at Cincinnati. You have the Jets at the Bears. Skins at the Giants. Colts at the Raiders. Niners at Cardinals. Packers at LA Rams. Saints at the Vikings. And the Patriots at the Bills. So let's start with the Dolphins-Texans Thursday night. Um, It's kind of a tough one. But, again, I'm going to stick with my, my gut here, Brock Osweiler. If, is Brock Osweiler playing this week, or is it Tannehill back? Tannehill probably know? isn't going to be back. Uh, okay. Houston's favored by 7.5. Yeah, I took Houston on that. I'm also taking Houston. I think Houston's on, Houston's on quite the roll here. So uh, I'm going to look for that to continue <laughs> this week. Uh, myself, I'm going to take the Texans uh, and Dolphins. Just don't really show me much, so I'm going with the Texans. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with everyone. It's pretty lackluster coming out of Miami. I mean, their defense really isn't that great. They're not meshing very well offensively. To be competitive anyway. So, yeah, I'm going with Houston as well. Yeah, tough division for the Dolphins. I don't see them doing a whole lot this year. Eagles at Jaguars. I'm off the Jags bandwagon. I'm halfway off the Eagles bandwagon, but based on the Jags' last two performances, I'm probably going to go Eagles here. Eagles. Side note, this game's in London. Yeah. uh, Bortles does play well in London, but I'm still picking Eagles. Uh, with Bortles playing well in London, I'm taking the Jags over the over the Eagles. I am uh, going to take the Eagles, <clears throat> uh, even though the Jaguars are more than capable of beating the Eagles because you just don't know which team you're going to get. You don't know which team you're going to get from the Jaguars. So cancel out exo facto. I'm taking the Eagles. I got I got the Eagles. <clears throat> Uh, Jacksonville will be stuck with Bortles trying to throw the ball. Philly's only given up 85.7 yards on the ground a game and only 19.7 points, so I'm going with Philly. Fair enough. You got a good defense in Baltimore at Carolina. You know, I'm buying into the, the Ravens' D. Last week was tough, but I'm, I'm going to pick them again. I think the Panthers don't hold up. Yeah, um, I'm going to go. The Baltimore Ravens are favored by one and a half for this game. So with that being said, I'm going to pick the Panthers Yikes. at home. As much as I want to take the Panthers, I just... They did win last week, but it was a pretty 17 points in the fourth quarter kind of comeback scenario, and I just don't think the Ravens will allow such a comeback as the Eagles did. So 
for that purpose, I feel like the Ravens will shut down the uh, Panthers. Dirty Birds are back. Baltimore. Over. They are back. The Panthers. All right, we got the uh, Broncos winning 45-10 to 10 last week. The Chiefs also winning 45-10 to 10 last week. Broncos at Arrowhead. I'm going to take the Chiefs here by at least 10. I think Mahomes is real. I think Denver doesn't hold up offensively. I think it's a good game, though, till the uh, fourth quarter. Say Broncos uh, lose in Arrowhead. Kansas City favored by 10. I'm getting rolling with uh, Mahomes. And the Chiefs. So Hammer the over. The, on, the uh, ten, on the 10 points? No, on the 55 and a half. Yeah, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. all that. It didn't happen the first time around. No, I think the first time around, though, it was uh, like 42 points, and they definitely went over that. I think yeah, Case Keenum's well, more solidified now than he was. And I think it, the Broncos are going to score more, but I think the Chiefs score more than the Broncos score more. I would say it's going to be like a 38-33 game. So I would take the over on that. Chiefs, if I was a gambling man. Chiefs are favored by 10, you said? Yep. Yeah. I don't feel like they're going to win by 10, but I do feel like they're going to win the game. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. Too many offensive weapons for Kansas City. Not enough for Denver. Denver can't keep up even with a good D. Chiefs take it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're gonna cover those ten points. Yes. You got the Browns going into Heinz Field playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh Baker Mayfield disappointing this year overall. Granted he is a rookie, but at the same time he has a lot of weapons. He's not making use of them. I'm gonna take the Steelers by ten. Uh, Steelers are favored by eight and a half. I got the Steelers at home. Uh, I think the Steelers, yeah. Steelers are now in the lead in the NFC North. So, uh, AFC. Yeah. AFC North. You know what I mean? Yep. Fuck. I feel like the, uh, Steelers are starting to click a little bit more. And I just feel like the Browns are essentially going back to old Browns ways. So I'm going to go and take the Steelers. Plus, Hugh Jackson may be calling the plays this week, which is not yeah. good for Cleveland. No bueno. Yeah, I, I mean, they can't. They, they've gone in overtime, what, three times this year so far? Four. Four, four times, four. And, they, and they've won how many? Zero. One. one. Oh, yeah, they won. One. They won once. I mean, they, they're a team that just cannot get over that hump, and they're definitely not going to do it in Pittsburgh with <coughs> – Big Ben slinging the rock to Juju all over the place. Yep. So, all across the board, we got Steelers. Seahawks at Detroit. Interesting game. Seattle, great defense. Lions, just questionable all across. But it's tough. I think I'd take Seattle here because I think they have more riding on it with the Rams in their division. The Lions are still kind of like in that safe zone where they could drop a couple and be competitive. I think Seattle wins just because it is a must win for them. Uh, give me the Lions in this one at home. Lions are favored by three in this game. I like the I like the Lions in this one. As much as I would like to pick the Lions, I just seem to drop the games at home a lot more than on the road. 
and especially when they're favored to win. Seattle's playing for their lives, it feels like, so I feel like Seattle's going to come out on top. If if you haven't learned by now that if you're in the NFC North, you can never be safe, ever, with Aaron Rodgers back there. So I'm thinking Lions do or die at home. They're just like – they're kind of like Dallas. I mean, one week they could be clicking, putting up points, and then the next week it's just terrible. But I think – I think uh, Detroit can get her done this week. All right. So we have three for Detroit and one for Seattle. Is that what happened? No, two and two. Yeah, and two. Split me and Bundy. Bucks at the Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals. No brainer. Bengals at home versus the Bucks. Bucks defense is fucking atrocious. I think the. Uh, I think the Bengals' offense gets back on track this week after a rough week in Kansas City. Buccaneers. Buccaneers can never trust James Winston. Don't know what you're going to get. Don't know how many turnovers you're going to have. Maybe no turnovers. You just never know. Bengals in Cincinnati. Perfect. Might kill somebody. I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah. I'm taking the uh, Street Cats as well. I mean... Inconsistencies again with uh, Tampa Bay. So, Street Cats take that one too. All on the Bengals. Copy. Jets at the Bears. Sam Darnold struggling. Bears defense great. I'm going to go ahead and say Bears. Uh, Bears are favored by seven. I got the Bears at home. I think uh, Sam Darnold not going to have a great day versus that Bears defense. And the Bears need to start another streak. They're down two, drop two straight. Got to win this one. Mm. You'll have that. I'm going to go ahead and take the uh, Bears because uh, I love the Bears. And the Bears are just the Bears. Go Bears. Stop Bears. Yeah, I got Bears too. Playing for uh, their lives pretty much at this point. Yeah. Kind of halfway through the year. Uh, Bears got to win it. I think they'll come out. I think Trubisky will have three in the first half. Nice. Yeah, every game for the Bears from here on out, it's pretty much a playoff game playing in the NFC North. Uh, skins at the Giants. I'm taking the Redskins. I think the Giants are just, they, they can't figure anything out. So I'm going to take the hot hand. Redskins win. Yeah, Skins are favored by one in this game. Uh, Giant, uh, they're at the Giants. Give me the Giants at home. I think the Giants are gonna get a get a W this week. They got they got close with fucking Atlanta there. If only Shermer wasn't such a the fucking idiot. The worst defense in the NFL. They only threw up twenty points. Yeah, they also have they also Atlanta's pretty fucking good on offense, and they held them to twenty three. So what the fuck are you gonna do about it? You rep. Yeah, suck I'm a dick, Don. I'm gonna go ahead and it's take. Big, the, go ahead and take the skins. Uh, the Giants, I just, I just don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on there. They're just not good. And the way that the Skins stopped Zeke Elliott last week, I feel like they're going to do the same with Saquon. So I feel like the Skins are going to come out on top this week. That would be interesting because Saquon has not scored less than 20 PPR points this season. I'm going Skins as well because Odell Beckham is a bitch. Terrible teammate, and I can't stand him. 
Same. All right. Following the Niners at what the fuck? All right. Colts at Raiders after the Skins and Giants. Colts at the Raiders. I got the Colts. I think the Raiders are just in a fucking abysmal football team because John Gruden is their head coach. Colts win. Fucking Andrew Luck throws five tutters. I agree. Uh, in So the Colts are favored by three. I think they're going to cover that. And then, yeah, it's going to be. I, I don't think it's going to be a good game. I think the Colts are going to win by a lot. I think uh, the Raiders offense. No Amari Cooper, no beast mode. Derek Carr, not great, not not very good. Uh, their defense, not very good. Andrew mm. Luck, Andrew Luck's on a roll. I think I look for that to continue this week. And the, Colts, think, the Raiders were bad on defense last year, seven yards a snap. We're up to about eight and a half this year. John Gruden, not a defensive mind, not a good head coach. Go ahead, and Raiders. Might get two wins this year. Yeah, the Raiders are not a controlled dumpster fire. They're all over the place. Just traded Mark Cooper. No Marshawn Lynch. Andrew Luck's been ripping it up. I expect the Colts to win and win big. Yeah, Colts cover that. And then some hammer. Hammer the over. Yeah. But you know why? Because John Gruden's a bitch. Niners yeah. at the Cardinals. I got the Niners by four. Ooh, Niners. I got the Niners by three. Niners win. It's probably an all right game until about the second half. I think the Niners win handily. Anywhere from three to ten point deficit there. Not a good game. This might honestly be the the three to two game that we've been kind of joking about for the last seven weeks. George Kittle's going to have two tutters. I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to score more goals in one game than both of these teams combined. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, shout out Ty Domi. <laughs> shout, shout out. And that's about, that's about the most of Donald's NHL knowledge. Hey, Pavel Bure. Ty Domi. Thomas Volkoon. Remember that, Damien, back in the day, like NHL 98? Volkoon! Bad save. That's fucking awesome. Good days. Um, For me, you got two one and six teams here. Two fucking dumpster fire teams. Give me give me Beatheart and the fucking uh, the Niners, this one. Rosen sucks. Yeah. Cardinals yeah. suck. They got blown out by the fucking Broncos. Broncos yeah. suck. Broncos suck. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm a diehard Broncos fan. I'll tell you straight up, they suck ass. <laughs> Give me the Niners by it's, fucking one point. Considering yeah. the Niners. Yeah. Three to two. Considering the Niners almost beat the Packers, Cardinals are the Cardinals. Not very good. See you next year. I'm going to take the Niners. To be fair, the Niners are playing at home. But nonetheless, that was actually a good game with the Packers. <laughs> you know, it. Okay. This is going to be either the fucking three to two game, or it's going to be something stupid like forty nine to forty two because both defenses just give up and don't really care. Mm. And Brader runs for like two hundred and two yards and four touchdowns, just something stupid. But I think the Niners squeak it out. I mean, they have at least some kind of structure, I guess. Yeah. Really, not not really, but. I don't know. It's fucking Niners. I don't care. 
No one cares. No Nobody one cares. gives a fuck about this game. However, I also got to take into account if Patrick Peterson gets dealt, how much worse is the game going to be? Right. Okay, here's this. On a weird fucking tangent, how booty have the primetime fucking like teams been so far this year? The Broncos Chiefs in primetime was a good game. Um, the it, Arizona... was a, it was a good game, but I mean like the teams aren't like the teams that people want to see. And no. at, at, like what goes into the factoring? Like, let's, let's put it into. Well, it's like the year before is where they, they schedule them for primetime. Right. We so. just, well, I think we, I'm, I don't know when we talked about this, but. Because Jimmy G was supposed to be playing, right? right? If he didn't get hurt. So the Packers versus Jimmy G at home, like that's a good game. And it was a good game, even without that. But that was supposed to be the storyline for Monday night, was that Jimmy G versus Aaron Rodgers, and they assumed that Jimmy G was going to be, you know, somewhat decent this year, but he's, you know, got an ACL. He's he's dead, so. Dead. But, like, a good example of it, we got the fucking Pats and fucking the Buffalo Bills on Monday night this week. Yeah. Yeah. Both playoff teams last year, but the Bills totally imploded. So now you have a future playoff team versus a team that just can't even tie its own fucking shoes. Right. So you're going off last year, and then you have to factor in. like it's You're always going to have a few primetime games that are just like, why? But if you look at last year, it makes sense. Well, and then even even like the following week, you got the Cowboys and Titans on Monday night. That like, could be a very good game. If you're a legitimate it, football fan, that could be a good game. Right, but I mean, if you're, if you're looking at it, like, as of right now, I mean, it doesn't look very appealing at all because both no. offenses are atrocious. Yeah. I mean, it just not get, no bueno. And then the Giants and Niners the following week after that? Come on. Yeah. It, I, I don't understand the Giants getting a primetime game. Period. Because they should play at like 9 a.m. every week because no one cares. They should play at 7 a.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah, the Giants <laughs> are so fucking bad. And they've been so bad for oh, wow. so long. I don't know. But the next two games that we're going to talk about are actually interesting. So, talk about are that a all, little bit. Are we all yeah. on the Niners on this one? Yeah. Everybody yeah. on the Niners? Okay. Just making sure. I didn't have it all written down. Can, can we put an asterisk next to that one and just put, like, it's just like a freebie? If you get it, you yeah. get it. If, if you, you don't, get it, then you, get it. If not, you, no you don't get the L for it. <laughs> we can. Yeah. No it's one cares. Fucking, it's our fucking podcast. We can do it. Yeah, we can do whatever the fuck we want. They the are players. who we thought they were. You let them off the hook. But after that, you have an interesting game. You have the Aaron Rodgers traveling to L.A. to play the Rams. And the Rams are hot, obviously, undefeated. Great football team. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Um, fuck. It's a really tough, tough pick because you want so badly to say that the Rams will win, but at the same time, you know that Aaron Rodgers could very well hand them their first loss at home. I'm gonna, I'm still taking the Rams here. But I'm gonna say it's very close, very good football game. So the Rams are favored by nine and a half at home. 
I don't think they're going to win by nine and a half. I don't think they're going to cover that spread at nine and a half. Because let's be honest, all of us here, no, none of us would be surprised if Aaron Rodgers comes off a bye with a couple of healthy, couple more healthy receivers, goes into fucking L.A. and takes the W. No, heads, no one heads would be shocked. Fuck, and then heads to New England next week, then does the same shit. Yep. I mean, it, I wouldn't be surprised, but I think the Rams are going to win in a close one. LA, LA just needs to keep the foot on the gas yep. and just run as hard as they can. And just hopefully Aaron Rodgers can't keep up. Yep. That's all they can. I mean, their defense is within like the top 10 as far as passing yards a game. Yeah. But. It's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He's put up points yeah. against great defenses before. And He's a human cheat code. He really is. I personally think the Rams are going to absolutely shithouse the Packers. Wow. If is, that, is that wishful thinking or is that? That's, you know, real heart kind of <laughs> stuff. I mean, it's like... On paper, can the Rams shit house the Packers? Yes. Would I be surprised if Aaron Rodgers wins? No. Right. Yeah. Like, but yeah. but the the Rams too good defensively. They're gonna get a lot of pressure on Rodgers. Rodgers is not a hundred percent. They don't have a running back. They don't have a running game. I just feel like the Rams are going to put up a lot of points. And you got to take in the fact that the Packers defense is bad. One thing I want to bring up, don't you think the Packers could have a running game if they would run the ball more than but do 10 they times even, a game? Do they even really need it? No. Nah. I mean, their running game really is, okay, short out routes, quick little curl, get them the ball. I mean, it's nothing more than a forward pitch, really. If, if he's got nothing deep, he'll just chuck it down, and these little guys will run around and get first downs all goddamn day long. I, don't know, I just think Aaron Jones, like production-wise, has been solid with the carries that he's had, but he just doesn't get any carries ever. Right. Yeah. Pass first offense always has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, who, name one elite Green Bay Packers running back the last twenty years. Amon Green for a couple seasons, maybe. Eddie Lacy had one good year. I mean. It, they don't care about the run game. They they're throwing it. So right, it's more gonna, of like a it's more of like a, a like a relief. You know, Aaron's fucking shoulders getting tired. Give the ball to the the whoever the hell yeah. we have at tailback. Yeah, like, time whatever that guy's and a name jet is. Jet sweep. Like it, you know, it's and I think that that plays into as well as what I said a couple weeks ago. Whereas right now. Packers fans, I know you don't want to hear it, but you're watching the decline of the Green Bay Packers franchise right now. You're seeing it in real life. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have a complete team. They have Aaron Rodgers, and they have Devontae Adams, and that's fine. But you have no defense, you have no running game, and at the end of the day, when it comes time late December, January, you need that. If you Surprise- can pound the football four yards a carry, you have a good shot. Surprisingly enough, Green Bay is actually fifth on giving up uh, passing yardage. No, their defense isn't playing terribly, but 
they're not playing well either. You know what I mean? It's not... If they can somehow win the NFC North with that defense they have now, granted, these next five weeks that they have coming up are a huge test because you have four road games against good teams. You have Minnesota, you have LA, you have New England. And there's another one in there, uh, Chicago. Four road games. Very good defenses, very good teams. So that's your test. That's your Super Bowl right now is the rest of these last these next five weeks. It's going to test how you are. Do you deserve to be in that spot? Uh, I I don't think the Packers win even 50% of those games. I think they might win. They might win at Minnesota. They might. I think they lose in Chicago. I think they lose in L.A. And I think they lose in New England. So just to touch on their defense, they really haven't played much of like an established quarterback so far this year. No, they've, pre- they've played Mitchie T barely won. They played Mitchell Trubisky one twenty four twenty three. They tied Kirk Cousins. They lost to the Redskins. They, they lost beat to the Bills. And they lost to Detroit, and they barely beat Beathard. At home. Yeah. So, so whenever they face like a competent quarterback, they've lost. Pretty much. Yeah. Not to say that Mitchy T is not competent. Oh, he's not. But I, I think he is. I think he's he's competent <sighs> enough to win you games. I just think he's untested. I think he's got a lot to learn. It's his first full year starting. I, too. I, I think sticking with Trubisky for the next season, this season, and the rest of the next season is a good call. Uh, see oh, what he yeah. does next year. But yeah, uh, that's that's the plan. Yeah, we, ha- we no. have to. We we yeah. invested so much in him, but uh, I don't know. Just some of the throws. Like if you look, so would it have been better if he would have if Glennon was a competent quarterback last year and he sat behind Glennon, learned some things rather than get tossed into the fire? Because right now you look at it, Mitch Mitchy T at fucking the second overall pick last year, not looking as competent as fucking Patty Mahomes, the 10th overall pick last year. Yeah. But you also have to, you also have to take into account that Patrick Mahomes is under the guidance of Andy Reid. True. Yeah. That fucking offense is, and those fucking healthy Andy Reid. And look at who Mahomes is throwing to. Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. Mitchie T has Tariq Cohen out of the backfield. Taylor Gabriel. Taylor Burton. Gabriel, who's untested. Trey Burton, who's Trey Burton's I mean, a great pretty tight good end, fucking tight end. He's, he's kind of come out of the woodwork and established he's new himself as, well. as a good tight end. Mm-hmm. He's new as well. Allen Robinson. Mitchie T is essentially yeah. Mahomes just lacking the caliber of weapons that Mahomes has. Like the Chiefs could hand the ball off 30 times a game and probably still win. Yeah, because Kareem, Kareem Hunt doesn't get enough love, I don't think. No, absolutely not. Kareem Hunt is a fucking enigma of a human being. This kid just flat out plays. And Tyreek Hill as well. And a great tight end, Travis Kelsey. Whereas Trey Burton is getting there, but he's not at the same level. No. I think Mahomes has just came into a better situation with Andy Reid and the weapons he has as opposed to Trubisky, 
coming into a kind of eh, <laughs> but making the best of his opportunities. So I, right now, it's tough to compare apples to apples with those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mitchie T is good. I think that he has talent. I think he has the ability. I just think that Mahomes happens to have a better situation. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Sunday night game. Good one. Good one indeed. At the Vikings. Uh, This is a tough one. It is. Uh, Drew Brees playing obviously very well. You have a tandem running situation there with Kareem, or not Kareem, but Alvin Kamara and fucking Jesus Christ. Mark Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram. Sorry, I was going to say Melvin Gordon. Anyway, Mark Ingram and Kareem Hunt, both out of the backfield there. Very good. Kareem, Kareem Hunt, Hunt doesn't play. Threat the passing game. Uh, Kareem Hunt not getting a lot of touches lately, but still. What are we done? <laughs> Don, you're mixing Sorry, your words not here. Kareem Hunt. I keep saying Kareem Hunt. I'm just thinking Alvin, about it. Just think Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram, yeah. My bad. Uh, Mark Ingram is getting a lot of the touches lately. Kareem Hunt is a more of a threat out of the backfield than. It's not Kareem Hunt. Did I say Kareem Hunt three fucking times? You said like five. Jesus Christ. All right, Alvin Kamara. The K's are fucking me up. Alvin Kamara, great out of the backfield. Saints, not great on the road, though. Whereas you have the Vikings, who... You know what's interesting? I'm not buying into the Vikings' run game. I'm not buying into Kirk Cousins. But at home, I'm going to take the Vikings here. I am going to take New Orleans on the road because of the type of field they're playing on. Now. Don't. Yes. Now, if it was, if it was, you know, <laughs> fucking, like, I went with Baltimore last week because they were in Baltimore on the not fucking, in a, not in a dome type field. But I like New Orleans this week. Uh, Minnesota is only favored by one at home. So when I see that, a lot of times I go the other direction, take the other team. I'm going to do that this week. Saints, angry, pissed off about last year and how their playoffs ended. Vikings, I don't buy into the run game. I do buy into Kirk Cousins. Don't buy into the defense. Defense is spotty. Don't know what defense can show up. Jubilees, weapons, running backs. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, shout out. I just feel like the Saints are going to come in into Minnesota and take the win. Not by a large margin, but I feel like the Saints are just just too good offensively. And if the Vikings defense shows up or not is really the case here. But I'm still taking Drew Brees and the boys. Shocking stat of the week. Where does New Orleans lie rank-wise in rushing yards against? Probably top 10. Bondo? Top 5. Damien? I'll go the exact opposite. Bottom of the league. New Orleans is number 1 against the rush. Now, you can attribute that to them slinging the ball and getting up. But... Through seven weeks, that's still a pretty good sample size of your defense. And Minnesota does not have a running game. 
So nope. I am going with New Orleans. Vikings can't hang. Drew Brees dumps his nuts and throws for five tutties. Nice. Yikes. Hopefully about four of those to Michael Thomas. So we right, have Andrew. me taking the Vikings and everyone else taking the Saints. Yep. Yes. Copy. After that, I do regret taking the Vikings, but I'm going to stick with it. I think that, uh, <laughs> I, I, I just, it's, I think it's going to be a really good game to watch, honestly. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I just, win or lose, I, I look forward to tapping into that and seeing at least the highlights. I just feel like Minnesota and Minnesota fans will be, oh, Minnesota Miracle, Minnesota Miracle. I feel like this is going to be a Minnesota Miracle hangover. And the Saints are going to not be happy. Bodies are going to get slammed. Someone could die. Cameron <laughs> Jordan might hurt Kirk Cousins. Not saying that I want it to happen, but you never know. Yep. Could happen. You like that? The Saints you like are gonna, that? Saints are going to stop the run. You're going to have to force into Kirk Cousins' hands. I don't know if he's got – he does got Adam Thielen, but yeah, the Saints are just – Saints are just loaded. Who's Marcus Lattimore on? You think he's going to be on Stephon Diggs or Thielen? Probably Thielen, considering Diggs Thielen. has been Diggs has been kind of off the radar the last few weeks. Okay, here's a, here's a here's a little side note. Does Thielen continue that streak of a hundred or more a game? Oh, big time! I would say yes. I hope so. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I hope so too. Same. <laughs> Buddy's out here getting it. I'm I'm fucking amped for him. It's awesome. Well, the so dude dude went D two. Did get a scholarship anywhere D one. Took five hundred dollars scholarship D two of Minnesota Mankato. Tore it up. Practice squad for a couple of years. Finally got signed. Boom. Got you for a guy like that. Here we go. Good story. Monday night, Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. Let's not even break it down. Just Do we even down. have to talk about no, this game? No, yeah, Patriots. let's just pick. Patriots. Patriots are on the road. Doesn't matter. Tom Brady in New England wins big. Pats. The only thing that could hurt Tom Brady is a relatively large flaccid object flying from the stands and hitting him in the eye. That's the only way the Bills could possibly win this game. Uh, the Bills are known for throwing dildos on the field, so we got to keep an eye on that. Yeah, yeah. no shit, yeah. dummy. That's keep why I eye. said it. Also, even keep if Tom eye. Brady did lose an eye, I feel like he'd still beat the Bills. So. Even if someone <laughs> that, throws yeah. a dildo at Tom Brady, you already know he's going to swallow it with his asshole. He's going <laughs> to open mouth, kiss his son, and throw for four tutters. Valid point. I mean, yeah, even if he does take a old uh, cock to the eyeball, he still might put up four hundred yards. Oh, what? What are the Patriots? Six and five and two. Six and two. Five, five and two. two. Five and two. Oh, they might as well just like Gronk start a quarterback. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting about Gronk. We'll get to that later. So we got the Pats all across the board on Patriots and Bills. Moving five on. Fucking the... million. Beyond dildo watch. Listeners, beyond, beyond look for the watch. rubber cocks to be flying Monday night. <laughs> Just saying. No, Booger's going to be in the way. We're not going to be able to fucking <laughs> Booger, see it. Booger's going to take one of them suction cups right to the Booger's melon. Booger's going to wear one. He's going to stick on his head. <laughs> you see that Giants fan bitching at him? Did you imagine what's going to happen in fucking Buffalo? Buddy's going to be getting pelted by fucking everything. 
Motherfuckers be looking like a uniform or a unicorn out there. Fucking dogs. I'm not getting on that cart. I'm not getting on it. I'm not doing it. Pocket pussies. Everything's flying at them. You know, Bill's Mafia will have like five people jump from the top fucking ball in there and land on Booger's fucking. (laughs) Just just a random fucking table sitting next to Booger's Booger's fucking stand. Don, we were at a Monday night game. Can you imagine if Booger was in front? Like we were down where. Booger would be blocking our view. Yeah. I would be bro. fucking upset because we paid some good fucking money for those. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? I would have like, shit hard. Yeah. On Booger. I would have shit on him. Just like a shit on Matt Hasselbeck. Shout out Matt Hasselbeck, your bitch. Fuck you, Sal. Yeah, you're right. You fuck All me, right. Sal. <laughs> you fuck me, Sal. You fuck me good. Lizzie Culver. How you doing? Shout out. Easy, Cobra. Mm-hmm. Hey, who is uh who is the old girl that took a football off the melon last week? I had no idea. No idea. I saw that. I don't know who she is. She's hot. I mean, fuck yeah, it. Whatever you like. That was funny though. She's in warm ups. Just boop. Nope. Yeah, you had that coming, I guess. Should have been standing there. It should have been. It's her fault. You're gonna have 64 more days until next year's hockey trial. It's gonna toughen up. <laughs> no, that would hurt, but I'm all right. <laughs> all right, all pats all the way. Moving on to the must-start portion next week. <laughs> Starting at quarterback, I'm taking my own advice here. I'm 6-1, and one, me and Damien's league. Not a big deal. Put my nuts on the table here. Andrew Luck. auto-drafted fucking team. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Luck. Yeah, yeah. auto-drafted, but I trade. I didn't auto-draft the whole time. Auto-drafted from like the fourth round on, so fuck it. Yeah, you're right. I picked bad. fucking McCaffrey like first round, so that worked out for me. And Saquon, second round. Eat a dick. No, it, the opposite. You, you could Saquon definitely... first and then McCaffrey. Saquon um, wouldn't have been there in the second round. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, yeah. my must-start quarterback... Andrew Luck, he is second in the league in touchdowns with literally nobody to throw the ball to. What are you talking about? He's got Chester Rogers. Who the <laughs> fuck is Chester Rogers? Isn't he the Luck. Buddy is going to throw four to five touchdowns so. this week. Four to five. Calling it right now. He's got at least 30 fantasy points coming. God damn it, Don. Every, it seems like every week we pick the same quarterback. Yeah. I picked Andrew Luck versus Oakland. Oakland is 22nd versus the quarterback. Uh, Andrew Luck's been consistent as fuck. I, I, I don't know. He just. How's that Deshaun he, Watson trade working out for you? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he traded me Deshaun Watson for Andy Luck straight up. I mean, the only thing that came good out of that deal is I got Juju. So. Yeah, that's true. But anyway. We don't talk um, about it. Yeah, let's let's forget about that. But anyway, Oakland's got a shitty defense. Oakland's a dumpster fire. Andrew Luck's going to throw about four touchdowns this week. And last week, he did it without having to throw, like, 80 times. So Yeah. Only things, are looking, things are looking up. Things are looking up. And, well, they also had they also had a running game, which was yeah. different. Different, but good. Well, welcome back, Marlon Mack. Yeah. Bundy, who you got? Even though it is against the Broncos, you're going to have to start Patrick Mahomes. Dude's a beast. He just lights it up, puts up the points. Got to take him. Got to start him. Got to start him. I got uh, Jared Goff slinging it all over Green Bay. Yikes. Yeah, that's not going to be a good one for Green Bay. Green Bay's got 
They give up 211.8 yards a game. I mean, they're not, not good at all. They give up 24 points a game. And, it, I mean, I think they're going to hold off Aaron Rodgers for the most part. I mean, it, it's probably going to come down to a little bit of a slinging match, but I think I think Goff definitely uh, outplays Rodgers in that game. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't love that, but I I would have to agree. At the same time, it's just it's tough to go against Rodgers. So I would say. So here's my. I would say that Goff's going to have a good game. Mm-hmm. I think. I think the Rams are going to come out on top. What I don't agree with is Aaron Rodgers not being better than Goff this week. Yeah. Fantasy points wise. But well, you never know. You never know what you're going to get out of Rodgers. Well, you're we'll talk about that going to get more get to the points. Monsters. You're going to get more points from Rodgers any week, considering it's Aaron Rodgers. He has to throw the ball. But you got Jared Goff. He's got Todd Gurley. So, I mean, it's very easy to pick Aaron Rodgers or over Goff, considering Goff has Todd Gurley. True. <clears throat> that being said, must start running back. Must start running back. Philip fucking Lindsay. Let's talk about this frizzy haired genius for a minute. All right. Chiefs allowing five yards of carry and a buck eighty a game on the ground. Not good. Royce Freeman, ankle out. Might play limited role. I think Lindsay gets a lot of touches. I think he's explosive. I think he's going to make a difference. I still think the Broncos lose, but I think he gets in the end zone twice. Good call, Philip Lindsay. I hope so. He's my he's one of my running backs in, in our league. Absolutely. Uh, my must start this week is James White versus Buffalo. And I'm saying that because Buffalo is 22nd in points to running backs. Sonny Michelle most likely not playing this week. So James White's going to be sharing carries with Kenyon Barner back there unless they make a trade this week, which is uh, entirely possible. Or, you know, they, they pick up somebody from fucking – Walmart cashier of some sort. <clears throat> also entirely possible. But I think that, uh, especially in a PPR league, uh, James White's going to have a huge week versus Buffalo. Must start running back Todd Gurley. Put, his, put a fucking wall in front of him. He's still getting yards. So Todd Gurley, get the Packers. Probably another 30, 30 fantasy points. So. I've got uh, Breda, if he's okay, to start. If not, I don't even know how. Mostert? Yeah. Mostert? Mostert. Mostert. Whatever the fuck. Arizona's given up 148.3 yards on a ground a game. You got to start either one, depending on who's actually going to play. I'm going with uh, anybody that's in the backfield for San Francisco. Hmm. And Wide they're going to have to rely on it heavy. Wide receivers. I'm going to go ahead and say must start Thielen. Buddy's hot, hot, hot. Hot hand. Got to play him. Record, most consecutive 100-yard games coming up here. Stats are stupid. Off the charts the whole season. I don't see any reason to sit him now. Fuck it. Thielen. No, if you got him, you're playing him. Um, My must start... Wide receiver this week 
Tyler Boyd versus Tampa. Hoping to God that I'm trying. I'm looking for a bounce back because I said play Tyler Boyd last week, but he had fucking five points. So uh, looking for a bounce back this week. And Tampa's 31st in points to wide receivers. So everybody, all wide receivers score points versus Tampa. So I'm just hoping Tyler Boyd continues that trend. Tyler Boyd this week versus Tampa. I'm going to go and say start any wide receiver that plays for the Los Angeles Rams. Packers, bad pass defense. You got Robert Woods, start. We got Cooper Cup if he's healthy playing. If you got Brandon Cooks, he's not conky like usually in start him. Start him, start him, start him. I got uh, DeAndre Hopkins if the old foot's good to go. Miami's giving up 268.6 yards a game through the air. You go ahead and start Hopkins. Big time. Tight ends, I got Travis Kelsey against the Broncos. Broncos cannot stop Travis Kelsey. They've proven it time and time again. As much as they'd like to, they just can't. So I see him getting a few end zone targets, probably going to get 28-plus points this week. Tight end must start C.J. Uzama. Uzama. I don't know how to fuck it. Uzma. Uzma. I have no idea. I've heard it said a couple ways. Uh, But, yeah, C.J. Uzma versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's 32nd in points to tight ends. Tampa Bay's defense just fucking atrocious. So if you have an offensive player for the Bengals on your team, competent one, anyway. So if you got, like, fucking Joe Mixon, you got Andy Dalton, you got fucking Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, you're playing them. So that's why I'm picking fucking C.J. Uzma this week versus Tampa. I'm on the Uzma train as well. Start him if you got him. Don't take the waiver wire. Pick them up. Who's them? I got uh, Jorge Kittle. Uh, Arizona's giving up 233.9 through the air game. Go with Kittle. Trust in Kittle. All right, that's our must starts. Moving on to our must sits. I'm going to go bold right away. I'm going to shock the world. I'm going to shock NFC North fans. I'm going to shock everybody. Aaron Rodgers, sit him. I'm telling you right now. Sit him. Sit him. You know why? Because Aaron Donald is probably going to butt fuck him about 18 <laughs> times, and that knee is not going to stand up. He has no running game. They're just going to tee off on him. They have good secondary. They don't care. Fucking go ahead and throw it 60 times. Doesn't matter. You probably throw four picks. You're playing in LA. The same fucking the same Lambo. All right. Aaron Rodgers on the road. No. Nah. Start. I mean, okay, slight asterisk. If you have Aaron Rodgers in your fantasy lineup, 99% chance you're starting him. I'm saying, if you have Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers, and you only have one quarterback slot, don't pick Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying he's going to have a piss-poor day. I'm saying he's not so, going to have an Aaron Rodgers day. It's a tough matchup is what you're getting at. Yeah. My must-sit quarterback, Big Ben versus Cleveland. Now... Cleveland's ninth in points to quarterbacks. Cleveland, also pretty solid. I mean, pretty decent defense, anyway. Um, and first, uh, I know it was week one, but the first go-around, Big Ben, was all the turnovers. Uh, so I think it's going to be a big James Conner week. I think Big Ben's not going to do great. Uh, but, I mean, if he's your only option... And your next option's fucking 
I don't know, CJ Bathard first. Well, maybe maybe go Bathard. Yeah, you, you have. That, I just I just I forgot about the meth. I forgot about the uh, matchup there. But you know what I'm saying? It's the it's a tough matchup versus Cleveland. wasn't a good time. wasn't a good round. Week one. Look for more of that this week. Do not start Cameron Fig Newton against the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. You start Cam Newton, you're gonna have a bad time. Don't do it. I tried when you should have pizza. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna second that. And I'm going to throw a little stat. Baltimore has only given up 190.4 yards through the air per game. And they've given up the least points in the league at 101. It's going to be a rough week. be tough. Starting at running back, your must sit. I'm going to go anyone who plays with the Jets, specifically Isaiah Crowell. Bears defense, they've allowed one 100-yard rusher. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on those odds. I'm gonna say Jets running backs have a bad day. I'm gonna go on the opposite side of that matchup, and I'm gonna say sit Jordan Howard versus the Jets because Tariq Cohen's an animal. Because Tariq Cohen's looking like RB one in that fucking backfield, looking like a snack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, I think. With the way this offense is ran, Tariq's the guy in that backfield, and Jordan Howard's kind of a afterthought. So, I say I say said Jordan Howard versus the Jets this week, and if you have Cohen, play Cohen. Shades of Thomas Jones and Matt forty ounces. Mm. Forty ounces. Do not start any running back from the Green Bay Packers. They're gonna have a bad time. Aaron Donald, <laughs> Don Sue. Eat that ass. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers throwing it 180 times probably because they're going to be down by a lot. So, yeah, they're not going to be running the ball. I mean, I'm, if you could start Aaron Rodgers at running back, I mean, go ahead. But it's going to be the only rushing yards you're going to get. Uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to be ballsy. and I'm going to go – you're going to go ahead and sit Cook and TJ Yeldon. Cook's going up against a defense that only gives up 72.3 yards a game. New Orleans, shocker. It's going to be a fucking sling-off. And then Yeldon, who's going up against the Eagles, who only give up 85.7. The only good part of that Eagles defense right now. Hmm. Uh, is sure. Dalvin Cook even, like, cleared to play yet? No idea. I think he is, but either even if you have Latavius Murray, you're not starting him either. Sure. Well, wide receiver, I'm going to stick with my pattern the last couple of weeks. I'm going to say sit Goodwin out of the Niners. Patrick Peterson, more than likely going to be on him. He shut down the last two wide receivers into Marius Thomas and Stephon Diggs. I don't see him having any issues with Goodwin. Sit him. My must-sit wide receivers. All Dolphins wide receivers versus Houston. Houston six versus versus wide receivers. Dolphins wide receivers suck. Dan, Danny Amendola is questionable. Short week. Austin and Albert Kurt. And Albert, Albert, oh, Albert Wilson. Albert Wilson's out. Uh, and Osweiler's a quarterback. You never know what fucking Osweiler you're going to get. So, also very possible that Osweiler's going to make me look like a fucking idiot. Go out there and sling like three touchdowns and three of them will go to one wide receiver. So, this whole fucking no Dolphins wide receiver is going to be shot to shit. All right. Rocket ship. 
Absolutely. Um, do not start Robbie Anderson for the New York Jets. Playing the Bears. Bears good defense. In Chicago, not a good mixture. Sit him. Sit him. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say you're going to sit all of Philly's wideouts. Jacksonville's only given up 179.7 through the air per game. You're going to sit every Philly wideout. Yeah. Pretty much just hoping for touchdowns at that point. Tight, Tight ends. I'm going to go ahead and say sit Gronk. Uh, underwhelming all year. Bills are going to focus on him. Bills defense underrated. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't see him doing a whole lot. Could you see them if he's not 100% just sitting him? Like, yeah, I could. not playing him? I could. Because, I mean, they can easily win this game without him. Yeah, they yeah, I, I would rest sit him, especially. I mean, it I wouldn't mean, surprise it, me. If, if they get surprised during the game and all of a sudden, like, oh shit. We might actually lose this, then yeah, they might throw him in. But other than that, no. Uh, my must sit tight end for this week, and uh, I will say this: we've said it once, we'll say it again. If you have a tight end on your roster that gets that gets fucking touches of but any that, sort, that even sees the field. That sees that the matter. field, yes. Play him. But what I am going to say is Kyle Rudolph versus New Orleans. Tough matchup. New Orleans is third in points to tight ends. Uh, he's going to play second fiddle to fucking Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs this week. Um, I think it's going to be a big wideouts day. I don't really think that Kyle Rudolph is going to have a big day. So uh, I would say uh, that he's going to have a tough matchup. I wouldn't Sit him this week, I guess. <laughs> Even though if you have him, you're probably playing him. I myself am going to agree with Damien and say, do not start him. Don't do it. Do not start Kyle Rudolph. Has he even been relevant at all, like, fantasy-wise this year? He hasn't been great. I haven't really heard his name thrown around much. But if we're being honest, neither has anybody else. Yeah, sure. they're, other than Travis Kelsey. They're- Zach Ertz. Okay, that brings me to my point. You're going to go ahead and sit Ertz's ass because he's going up against Jacksonville. And I'm going to go one step further. You set uh, Greg Olson. Go ahead and have a seat, bud. Grab some Gatorade. Grab some pine, bud. Go through your must-starts, Don, real quick. Must-start. Andrew Luck. Quarterback, Philip Lindsay, running back, wide receiver Adam Thielen, and tight end Travis Kelsey. My must starts quarterback, Andrew Luck, running back, James White, wide receiver, Tyler Boyd, tight end, CJ Uzma. Must start Patrick Mahomes, Todd Gurley, any wide receiver from the Rams, Uzma, start him. Goff, going ahead and start deck. Hopkins. Breda or Mostert, whatever the fuck his name is, and uh, Tickle the Kittle. Must sit. Must sit review real quick. Must sit to set Aaron Rodgers if you have anyone else in your lineup who could have a big day. Uh, Jets running backs, Goodwin out of the Niners, and Gronk. 
My must-sit quarterback was Big Ben versus Cleveland. Jordan Howard versus the Jets. Dolphins wide receivers versus Houston. And Kyle Rudolph versus New Orleans. Do not start Cam Newton. Do not start any running back from the Packers. Do not start. I forgot who I said to do not start for wide receiver. Anybody remember? I don't. Oh, yeah, do not start Robbie Anderson. Yep. And do not start tight end Kyle Rudolph. Don't do it. You must sit Cameron Wayne Newton. Uh, you must sit any Philly wideout. You must sit either Delvin Cook and or Latavius Murray and Yeldon. And then you're also going to sit Ertz and Olsen. Fair enough. Moving on from that, the fantasy football breakdown, we have the putts of the week. Whoever you think is an absolute fucking inbred mongoloid. Uh, for me, it's Le'Veon Bell. Moving into week eight at this point, still has not reported the Steelers. And at what point do you say, this guy's a fucking douchebag? All right, for me, it's about week three. They've already said it. Yeah, yeah. he's a fucking douche. All right. $900,000 a game is not enough for you? Go fuck yourself, you fucking piece of shit. I hope you get traded to the Bills and blow both your ACLs. You're paying Thanks. a mill a week in fines and having the time of your life in Miami. Your teammates are struggling. You're an asshole. James Conner deserves that starting spot. Eat a bucket of dick, and you fuck me in fantasy, and I hope you get AIDS. Let's touch on this. Oh. Shout, shout out to Donald for trading me Kareem Hunt for Le'Veon Bell at the start of the fantasy year. Yeah, you did. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Holy fuck, Don. Sam. Body got fleeced. Yeah, he did. He did, if you will. I will say, Don, you asked me about this trade when it when it when you went when you did it, right? Mm-hmm. And I told you. Not to do it unless or do it if you can get James Conner. If that's not a fucking thing, it's no go. And you fucking here you go. <laughs> I thought I thought week two, three, Le'Veon's back, you know, tired of paying the fines. Really, he's a piece of shit asshole, loser, fuckboy mongoloid putz. He just sits in Miami and finger fucks his own booty box to the tune of eight hundred and ninety K a week. So he can eat a dick. I finessed you, Donald. I'm happy about it. Yeah, I'm one in six in that league. So. So, so he's okay for giving up a ton of money by not playing, but yet he's bitching about not getting enough money for playing. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Inbred, putz, mongoloid, fuckboy, retard. That's Le'Veon Bell. So you're a big fan of him? No, I hope he gets AIDS tomorrow. So you're buying his jersey? No. In fact, if I see a child wearing a Le'Veon Bell jersey, I'll assault that child. Physically, probably emotionally. I'm gonna send you a Le'Veon Bell jersey for Christmas. Yeah, I'll Christmas. burn it and shit on it in front of you. You won't do it. I will. <laughs> you won't do it. Um, my putts of the week. I have multiple. Derek Anderson, Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, and the Buffalo Bills organization. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody nice. but Bills Mafia. Five points. Everybody, everybody but the mafia. Uh, 
<laughs> fucking Derek Anderson was 20 of 31, 175, three interceptions, one fumble loss for negative one fantasy points. <laughs> Holy fuck. Bad day all around for the Bills. Big loss. Fucking 37 to 5 to the 1 and 5 Colts at the time. Uh, what the fuck are we doing trading AJ McCarron and having to deal with this bullshit? Do we? So my problem is they had that much confidence in Nathan Peterman. They're like, oh yeah, we'll just give away uh, AJ McCarron. What did they? What did they get for AJ McCarron? Does anybody remember? No. Like a, like a fifth like, round a dra- conditional. Yeah. Holy <laughs> fuck! I don't think we'd be in this scenario if we kept AJ McCarron. Well, not. like, I. I I don't know. Or Tyrod think, Taylor or anybody competent at all. I think we fucked we fucked that defense that was pretty solid. We fucked the offense that's never really been that great. Uh I would have personally, I mean hindsight's also twenty twenty, but personally I would have cut Peterman, kept McCarron, and been done with it. And yeah. you'd McCarron got traded for a fifth round pick. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say. Yikes. It's going to help squat out next year. Yeah, I think I think Brandon Bean's one of the worst GMs in the league. I think Sean McDermott's one of the worst coaches in the league, and they should both be fired immediately. I'm saying that shit about Mass Joseph since last year. He's still there. Hey, wait, have you actually... Give it time, Donald. Have you said that no. about Vance Joseph? I don't think you've yeah. said that yet on this podcast. I don't, I don't, have I, don't I think... have I talked about my dislike for Vance Joseph? Or okay, bundle on to you. Go ahead before this fucking kicks yeah. Before off this again. takes off, yeah. Lots <laughs> of the week. They come to surprises a lot of you, but it's actually not going to be a surprise. Jason Garrett, not a surprise. What are you doing at midfield? Got about a minute or so left. Timeout. You get 15 yards. You waste 45 seconds. Go to kick field goal. Snap a fraction. Move it back five. Maher misses it. Okay. It's good can for we, four. It's can good we, for 45. Let me finish. We, Let me finish. Let me finish. Go ahead. So you got about a minute or so in midfield. And you're going to sit there. And say you're okay with playing for a tie when you still have a timeout left. When you could easily have gone down the field or the 50 yards, 30, 20 more yards to make it, you know, an easier field goal. Or maybe even take a shot at the end zone, try to score a touchdown. I mean, I don't get it. Why are you settling for a tie? That's why... It's so mediocre. That's why you're mediocre. You're settling to go for a tie to hopefully win an overtime. No. You got to fucking saddle up, fucking strap the boots up, and fucking go for the W. At least try to go for the W and sell for the tie, but you don't play to get the tie to go in overtime. Fucking clapping, redheaded, fucking stepchild ass motherfucker. (laughs) I like it. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, I, I got a lot of directions I can fucking go with this right now. Because it's it's driving me up the fucking wall. First of all, I'm going to go Jerry Jones. I got multiple. Jerry Jones, you fucking putts. You give up a first-round fucking draft pick for Amari Cooper when 
really a wide receiver may not be the answer right now in Dallas. So that's number one. Number two, booger. Get your big dumb ass out of the fucking way so people can watch fucking football. Let them watch what they fucking paid for. Three, the fucking ref that threw a flag on Dallas's long snapper for moving the fucking ball before he snapped it. Every fucking long snapper does it. I don't understand it. I'm probably... Okay, I'm not going to say that because FBI might be here tomorrow. Anyway. <laughs> Last but not least, my last putts. Shout out to the CFL. I got to go to my notes here. BC Lions, Gary Peter, the defensive back, who taunted Edmonton Eskimos' slot back. This is, this is a position in the CFL, a slot back, and then got completely fucking train wrecked. Anybody oh, else see that? I saw That's the video. Right. Buddy's, Buddy's not even Buddy's chin strap isn't even fucking buttoned up. He's running his fucking suck, telling him, "Come on, let's let's fucking see it." And Buddy just runs him the fuck over, and it, it was, was wonderful. It was great instant karma. That's made fantastic. For, made for a great internet video. <sighs> my head, my head, my head. To touch on the first round pick, though, in Jerry's defense. This is like worst case Ontario. The last wide receivers drafted in the last three years in the first round have not panned out really. So I'll give them that. Also, Amari Cooper's 24. He's only six months older than Calvin Ridley. And Amari Cooper's been to two Pro Bowls. So I kind of give him a slide on that. Kind of. Heavy and kind of. Is he a first-round fucking pick, though? Well, no. doing the research that they did, I mean, he's been to two Pro Bowls. He's only 24 years old. The other wide receivers drafting the first round haven't panned out for other people. So, I mean, I guess you could say yes that he's worth a first-rounder. I don't know, but personally, I don't think I would have done it considering – how this year ends up. And if they get a top 10 pick, like it might come back to haunt them, but they're obviously trying to make the playoffs this year. So, I mean, I guess it all pans out to see how they finish. If they finish, if they make the playoffs, I would say it's a good move. But if obviously if they finish, you know, in the top 10 worst teams of the year, obviously not a good choice. So I'll give him a little bit of a slide right now. Okay, the fucking the penalty that that really ultimately fucked Dallas by pushing that ball back a little bit further. Has has anybody else seen that penalty called before? No, never. Why the fuck do you call that right now? Every long snapper grabs the ball, spins it to where he likes it. And just kind of rocks with it until it's snapped. What mm -hmm. in the actual fuck? I will yeah. say, so I was, I listened to the Pat McAfee show, and he's obviously, he was a punter. And he was saying that this, 
that that penalty is like holding on every play. You can call it every time. Just depends on do you want to be a fucking asshole? Yeah. Does that affect anything to do with the play? No. No. Until the ball actually fucking moves it backward, nobody's going anywhere anyway. The what thing the fuck's is, the difference? thing is, though, the only reason why it was called is because a Redskins defender moved. Yep. If a Redskins defender didn't move, never would have been called. Nobody would have said anything. Yeah. yeah. And the long snapper for the Cowboys has been there for 14 years, mind you, said he does, does that every single time. Yeah. Every fucking time. Why call it now? It's How many years has he been there? 14. 14 years. And that he does one thing. He snaps the fucking football. He do, he's been doing that every time for 14 years. It's fucking insane. I want I want that for a fucking retirement plan. Yeah, I play for the Dallas Cowboys. I get to fucking sit on a sideline and watch some of the greatest players on either team, either the Cowboys or whoever they're playing against every week. And I just go out there on fourth downs I stretch my fucking groin a little bit. I get down up in there, right in the loins, and I fire the ball back, and I go down and try to fucking take somebody's head off. Hey, How fucking hey. awesome is that? But hey, don't don't make the job seem like it's easy. Tell you what, there's some fucking crucial snaps he's got to deliver. Yeah, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying that's yeah. a fucking job of a like, lifetime. All the playoffs absolutely he's played in, in the last 14 years. I just hey. imagine. <laughs> Fuck you, Don. <laughs> the, the funny, but I think though, I gotta imagine this guy's got like a very weird routine that he's been doing for 14 years. Because I gotta think a guy who specializes like he does has to like every little thing he does on Sunday or Monday or whatever the time, whatever the fucking game is, is the same every fucking time. So I'm assuming the snap was no different than any snap he's given in the no. last fucking 14 years. Oh, no. It's the thing is, though, you you can bring back like the snap infraction, but regardless, it never should have happened in the first place. Considering the fact that Jason Garrett was too much of a pussy. No, no, I I, I understand where you're coming. I'm just saying that. Oh yeah. This is actually what happened. This is what fucked them, and it just drives me fucking crazy yeah it's, it was a booty call obviously but it's a bitch again, move that's shooting a move from gp to seg because you owe money out on a yard yep booty ass bitch locking up so shout out to that ref fuck you hey you're a piece of shit human fucking asshole I feel like my shot on the long snapper for the playoff appearances was not well received. And I think that's hilarious. That's pretty tasteless. He <laughs> said <laughs> a lot of a lot of premier snaps. Like, yeah, all those playoff games he's never played in. His hey, I, hey, I didn't say there were premier snaps. I said his job ain't easy because he's got to go out there. You know, he's been sitting on the bench for a while. No, got to put him in there. No. Fucking, he might have been there in Seattle when Tony Romo dropped a snap. No. He's got to get out there. He's got to fucking snap the ball. He's got to fucking perform. He's got to snap the ball and block nobody. Okay, okay. You can't be slinging it behind the punter's head, you know? can't be slinging it past the placeholder. He's the fucking guy that's got to get the ball to the punter. What is that, 8, 12 yards back? Something like that? Mm -hmm. Somewhere in there? And if he makes one small 
fuck up. That ball's sailing, and six points for the other fucking team. That is I probably played, one of the most also, high pressure fucking positions. I played long snapper all through high school. I understand, but at the same time, I mean, I mean, arguably, besides third string quarterback, the easiest position on the team. I don't know. Puncher might be pretty easy. Yeah, mm, maybe. Yeah. maybe. Let's be honest, though. What? So he he has some high pressure situations. But his practice weeks are pretty fucking awesome. I would yeah. love that. Oh, big time. Hey, yeah. kick, kick, kick. It's like the fucking water boy. Hey, fucking take him around for a lap. Yeah, fucking take a couple laps. Fucking, you know, suck down some water. Sit down yeah. on the bench. You hey, uh, Seth Jones, you want to go kick a couple fucking balls? Yeah, let's go. Goes out there, snaps one, two, three. All right, call it a gore. Hit the shower. Go back home. Probably bang your smoke show wife. Because you make like 250k a year for snapping the like football, 900 probably. Yeah, yeah. just like minimum. I mean, He's been in the league 14 years, so he he probably makes a little bit. But I mean, that'd be it'd be the greatest job in the world. Uh, do, you, do you even think long snappers have to condition? No. For I mean, what? You ain't got to run this guy. Ah, for booty teams they do because they're fucking punting 60 so, times a game. But I will Poor say, on an 80 say, fucking yard. You know, being an ex-long snapper like myself, you know, one fall, you know, one little tweak of the wrist or you know, one little too much power, she's sailing. Tell you okay. what. High school, college, NFL, he's probably got 20-plus years wrapped up in this. I'm guessing he, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And he also got to take in, you know, the weather. Tell you what, it wasn't easy fucking trying to the snap long- snap, the ball, snap the ball in, you know, the UP weather when she's cold We're and rainy. And I'm a one-handed this. snapper. We're so, you know, start it wasn't easy. Long snappers. I, I those, are, the, those are our fucking go-tos from now on. I was probably yeah. the best one-handed long snapper in all the UP. Should have got yeah. UP honors for it, but I didn't. So Also one-handed. One-hand. Ripped it back there. Don't care. I never fucked up a snap, though. Two yeah, hands. Great I did. Two, two hands, you get that fucking zip. I remember I could zip that fucker. Well, I did fuck up an extra point hips. snap once. Am I the only one who high. wasn't a long snapper here? Probably. Yeah, I was a long snapper. Huh. One-hander. I, okay, I, I got the fucking zip on them bad boys. Fucking broke, I broke every punter's fingers. Stop it. Shut the fuck up. Anyway. I was like Brett Favre, but a long snapper. Fucking zinging them. <laughs> Damien, you, you were never a small fellow. Uh-huh. At any point in time, did coach say, hey, big kid, come on over here. Can you snap this fucking thing? Did you ever at least like try it out? No. Uh, Never? DJ was always DJ and uh, Dwight were always the snappers centers yeah. long snappers. Me, me and Ike had that shit on lock. We didn't fuck that up very often. So from seventh grade on, I never was even a thought. The only way that would ever happen is if Dwight and Don were both. Well, yeah. Was there ever a time when that? No. Yeah. Speaking of, there were times when I was here. There were times when Dwight was here, but we were never heard at the same time. So. Speaking of living in the past. Uh, Damien, do you, you put? Did you ever you played on Kiwanis, right? Back in the day, hockey. Jesus, uh, appreciate it. I remember we, I remember we were on the same team one year, and uh, remember we were doing a little drill at the Hoko. Remember, like it was yesterday. You know, I got the puck. You know, went behind the net. You know, came back, got the puck up like the blue line. Fucking snapped a quick backhander. Fucking top cheese on you. Remember that? I sure do. <laughs> Yikes. Kiwanis. Yeah. 
Squirts my fucking believe squirts? it or not, I don't remember. Squirts or Pee Wee's fucking zipter. Yikes! Backhand from the blue line. You know, I, just, I, I, just, I just got I just got the hammy down. Fucking TPS yellow response from the big bro. Fucking oh, amped yeah. up. Whipped the quick wood blade in there. Fucking brought it to practice. I was fucking snapping them. <laughs> and I just got the fucking backhand at the blue line. Fucking. <laughs> Buddy, your fucking backhands are fucking muffins. Sing- Get the fuck oh. out of here. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, now they are. Let me tell you. But back then, I probably had the best fucking backhand shot in the league. Yeah, you and all the other seven-year-olds. I could fucking zing them back hey, then. Hey, those twelve, thirteen, way off. Sorry, yeah. my bad. I can relax. Dude, I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember thinking about stats except for one year in Mites when I had seventy-five points with an Easton C carbon. Not a big deal. Yikes. What stick, mind you, Eisenman curve, kept it. Blade broke, I was devastated. Blade fucking broke, snapped in half. Kept the stick, wrote all my points on it. Probably got thrown out now, but... Yeah, probably because Kurt doesn't care about your childhood. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) But, for the record, no, I don't remember. Believe it or not, I don't remember the one practice. Thank you. (laughs) We're at the far end at the Hoko. Fucking Zipter. Yeah, I was pumped. I was pumped. <laughs> you're welcome okay. for the twig. New twig. When your best play of your life happens in practice when you're 12. <laughs> I don't even think I was 12. I was even fucking 9 or 10. I don't even know. Yeah. Yikes. All right, I, didn't so... have, I didn't have a lot of two shining moments, Donald, but I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, one. Either. So that was okay. I was, a, I was a starting guard at 145 pounds. Okay, I understand. Hashtag ho in high school. Yeah. Shout out. Booty. Hashtag, hashtag three and 24 and three years. Hashtag comparable champs, though. Hey, uh, that weird fucking tangent. Uh, Huffmaster's the coach now? Yeah. And Houghton, yeah. Just, just started this year, hey? Yeah. Yep. Did not expect that. Solid four, four and five. five. Hey. Not comparable. Bad. Comparable champs. Now I'm saying just hopefully stays around for more than a year. Honestly, if I played football, when I played football, the only thing I give a fuck about was beating Houghton and County, man. So. Yeah, exactly. That's all that mattered. Which is weird because, like, Houghton and Hancock, like, you had a lot of friends on the other team as well, but you're still. Yeah. The sad part is, is we had no expectations for playoffs ever. Never. So there were never like, playoff yeah. connotations on the line in that game. Uh, we did go five and four, five and four, though, my junior and senior year, though. Speak for yourselves. My brother, my brother had a playoff appearance once, and then they got fucking routed in Calumet, so. We did not well, get routed. You uh, got routed in Calumet. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for another time. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. no, we're going to talk about it right now. <laughs> okay, okay, you want me to fucking bring this up? He, he's here's, fucking, here's what happened. No, no, okay, let me, no, here, let me finish. No, no, let me finish. No, this is, this is my All fucking right. life story, so eat a dick, shut the fuck up, shut your trap, and sit back and relax. But, but but hey, for the fans listening, this is going to be for the spinoff called Brothers Joel, so get used to it. <laughs> but, okay, Calumet. Fucking shitty day. Playoff game. We'll go up into Calumet. Obviously, Rain. because Cal's got the fucking Raining sideways, really cold, not good. It actually wasn't raining at all at the start. The start, it was good. The boys were up at the half. Fucking just stuffing them everywhere. They do that stupid fucking triple option happy mm-hmm. horse shit with... Everybody in there, literally everybody and their brother playing. And uh, uh, so we shut them, we're shutting them down pretty good. Halftime rolls around. I think it was halftime. And then that fucking lightning, we had that storm blow through. 
And there was like literally like an hour and a half delay. And we go out there and then we just get shit housed in the second half. If that never would have happened, we would have won that game, hands down. That's my piece. But what I'm saying is you got routed eventually. So Thanks, God. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thanks. Uh, well, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, I, I mean, at least you had a shot at Calumet. Like, we never. We no. Never, Our best game against Calumet when we lost 41 to 20. So. Yeah. Could have had a shot twice, but shout out to the referee and Lance who says Shane Rossio didn't intercept that pass when he did. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Hashtag Better one was, hand. We would have been six and four. Would have made the playoffs. But nope. Or six but, and three, uh, whatever. If there's any listeners floating around a local area, Calumet faces off against Westwood for the uh, first round of the playoffs this weekend. Speaking Calumet of Calumet, twenty. Speaking of Calumet and football, seen a picture of the. There was like someone had a picture on Facebook or something, and it was like a picture of the team. And I kid you not, there is one fucking kid who looks like every Bajorn to ever come out of Calumet. Like literally a carbon copy. Like oh, you would you, you see this you see this kid and you're like, this kid played high school football like ten years ago. Why is he still here? Yeah. It, it looks like it's exactly the same. It's bad. It's bad. Excellent. Moving on from our putts of the week slash flashback into the <laughs> high school days. We have savages of the week. People who you think just went above and beyond and did uh, well for themselves or did something that's awesome in a way that is going to be described. And for me, I'm taking the Denver Broncos defense. Savage of the week. No question. Sacked Rosen eight times. Four strip sacks. Two pick sixes in the first quarter. Won a game by 35 points. No thanks to the offense. Still sucks. Let's talk about the last three minutes of that game. Denver's up 45 to 10. Rosen drops back, gets pressure, drops it off the field in the middle. Larry Fitz catches it four yards, takes a fucking headshot out of nowhere. <laughs> you're up 35 points. You're taking headshots on Larry Fitzgerald. Big fan. Fuck him. Denver Broncos. Savages. Hey, man. Larry Fitzgerald's a nice guy. Okay. Yeah. He, had, he had a hard time getting off the field after the game because he was talking to everybody. Yeah. Chit chat. He also He's got big... straight booty hold the entire game. Just taking licks. Whack. Whack. Like this fucking rookie out of nowhere. Here's one of the minutes left. Takes his fucking helmet off. Congrats, Don. You beat one of the worst teams in the league. I'm I'm excited about it. (laughs) I would be too if my team was booty. Your team is booty. Don't forget. (laughs) We're not booty. We're like we're like butt. We're butt. Mm, Booty. We're like on we're like we're like on the bubble of like booty and like potentially becoming like nice athletic ass <laughs> in spandex. Yeah, the Cowboys I, definitely suck ass. Okay, don't no. Don't tell me my team's booty when your team has the same record, just lost to the Skins. We're okay? but but we're not booty, Donald. There's a difference. Broncos but, lost to the Chiefs and the Rams. There's there's <laughs> there's spandex ass, which is obviously cream of the crop, like the Rams. Then you got butt. It was like, could be good, could be really bad. We don't know. Then there's booty. I would definitely classify Dallas in the booty category at this point in time. You can't classify Dallas as booty when you got the Bills who are booty. There's a difference between yeah, booty. Yeah, I guess. So you can't say butt. Denver's booty then. 
I didn't Denver's say Denver's yeah, booty. Yeah, booty. I did. Hey, I didn't Denver's say Denver's booty. booty. Denver's they are booty. booty. No, but they're but Denver's booty they're and but, the Cowboys are also booty. They're but yeah, but that's not it's not true. It's not true. And we're talking mm. facts. Mm. Cream of the crop, spandex yeah, ass. If we're gonna look at booty. it realistically, Denver beat Seattle, Cowboys lost to Seattle, Texans beat the Cowboys. They hung 40 on the Jags, which I liked. Big fan. But also lose to the Redskins. And barely beat the Giants. So, I think they fit booty pretty well. It's not booty. It's butt. It's booty. They lost to Washington on a missed field goal. Still lost. If Denver lost to Arizona on a missed field goal, it'd be shitting all over me. Doesn't matter. Oh, I would expect it. (laughs) Don, Denver Denver beat Arizona by a large margin. And we're still yeah. fucking shitting on you and your Broncos. So I'm not saying that the Broncos are not booty. I'm just saying that if, yes. you're, if your definition of the Cowboys not being booty, then the Denver Broncos are also not booty. No, it's because both of them are butt, not booty. At least Dallas okay, that's has fair. structure or an identity. Denver is just a fucking shitstorm. No, Denver's What identity defense. do you have? A lack of offense and defense? Is that your identity? A good defense and a solid running game. Well, Dallas I'm not the defense. The defense. The Dallas yeah, defense is okay. underrated. All right, I was gonna if you were gonna if you were gonna go off on some tangent about Dallas's defense not being good, I was gonna give you a whole line of fucking stats. But Denver's defense also very good. That would say that Dallas is actually pretty good defensively. I'd say Denver is also pretty good defensively. Top ten. Yes. I say the Cowboys and Broncos are almost identical football teams. True. I, can I think Dak Prescott is better than Case Keenum. I think Zeke Elliott's better, but I think Denver has more offensive weapons than Dallas has, Absolutely. making them kind of even out. I think they're very similar football teams overall. Absolutely. So they're both booty. It basically relies on if their offense can show up or not, and they're going to win a football yeah. game. If Case Keenum comes out, slings 377, three totters, I mean, that's a good football team. Dak Prescott rushes for 80 yards, throws for 250. It's a good football team. Dak Prescott gets sacked six times and throws for 150 yards and two picks. Terrible football team. Same as Denver. Both good defenses, but offenses and consistent enough to make them relevant. So they're both booty. They're butt. Yeah, whatever. They're both the same, though. One's not better than the other. Oh, absolutely not. They're, they're in the butt tier. Yeah. Not quite booty. I think booty. You got like the cards. You got the cards. Bills, the Bills. Bucks, Giants. Giants. Falcons. Titans. I'm gonna say Titans are booty. Bucky Mo, shout out Mo Ponch. <laughs> Titans are booty. Jags are heading towards booty. Jags are definitely on the cusp of booty. <laughs> so we just gotta make sure we, you know, just got the tiers right. They don't need to be mixing that up. Yeah, they're butt. They're butt, not booty. Not booty. All right. My savage of the week is uh, Adam Thielen. Uh, nine receptions, 110 yards, one touchdown. Seven straight games, 100-plus yards receiving. Backbone of my fucking three and four fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, dude's an, the dude is an animal. Uh, you got, I, I don't think he gets the respect that he deserves. I think a lot of people overlook him. But 67 receptions, 822 yards, and five touchdowns on the season, averaging 25.3 fantasy points a week, PPR. Big fan. 
Um, I mean, he's not that far away from a thousand already, and we're at fucking week eight. We're we're on to week eight. He could have a thousand this week. I mean, it'd be a lot. Yeah, a huge day. Yeah. Yeah, he could. Shout out to Jalen Ramsey and Tyreek Hill is just not a specialist. So eat a dick, fuck boy. <laughs> but I also Jalen Ramsey should I, shut the fuck up. He really should. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to say, uh, not a big fan of the Vikings, but I'm a big fan of this guy. I like the story, his road to the yeah. NFL. Yeah. I mean, even if the motherfucker like that was on the Packers, that cheer for him. Yeah. And I fucking hate yeah. the Packers. Right. Hate the Chargers, love Phillip Rivers. Hate the Oakland Raiders, love Marshawn. Hate the Chiefs, big fan of Kareem Hunt. You got to respect real. Mm-hmm. Real, recognize real. Mm-hmm. My Savage of the Week is going to uh, Kareem of Wheat Hunt. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Had 15 rushing attempts, 86 rush yards, touchdown. He had six recept or six targets, five receptions, fifty-five yards, two reception touchdowns. Dude had an absolutely disgusting run. Bounced behind, I don't know how many people got lost, came back, hurdled the dude, whatever. Puts up three touchdowns. Gotta respect it. Also shout out to Todd Gurley, three touchdowns. It's just another day at the office for that guy, so I guess it's not that big of a deal, but And we got a new nickname for him now. Kareem of Wheat Hunt. So Mm-hmm. Perfect. I like that one. Big fan. I like it. All right. So, Savage. I got two of them. Uh, Marlon Mack. Come out of the woodwork. Put up 126 and a touchdown on the ground. 33 through the air and a touchdown. And then, the motherfucker that ran over old Gary Peter. From the Edmonton Eskimos. Hakeel Williams, the slot back. Who ran him over is my second Savage of the Week. Like Excellent. It. Big fan. Yeah, when you're a douchebag clapping your hands, asking for someone to fucking, you know, let's do this thing, and then you get absolutely run over, you deserve it. Yeah, like, wait, wait, what the fuck are you thinking? Buddy's standing still, chin strap's not even fucking buckled up, and these motherfuckers get like 20 yards to pick up speed. What the fuck you think's going to happen, dummy? <laughs> Especially at that guy's size. <clears throat> yeah, what's this? I, what's, the size what's, disadvantage uh, was insane. The 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 slot back was much larger than the guy who called him on. Big time. What's this guy's name, Joel? Uh, Hakeel Williams. I don't know if the D is silent, but it's D H A Q U I L L E is his first name. The D is silent because he'll give you that later. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying. Uh, Motherfucker, six foot three, two hundred twenty-five pounds, coming at you, hard. Big guy. Out of out of Auburn. Lots of speed. Will hurt. Hashtag wide load. He attended uh, East St. John High School in uh, Reverse, Louisiana. Okay. As a senior, he had one thousand four hundred ninety-five. Relax, Pierre McGuire. <laughs> Played for Auburn. Fucking Chris Collinsworth. Um, now here's a guy. You know, his <laughs> grandpa played at Stanford. His fucking great grandpa went to Harvard. Fucking discovered the light bulb with fucking Ben Franklin. Fucking considered you know, a five star recruit. His mom, his mom went to fucking. Mom went to fucking Eastern 
Coastal Carolina State University of Central Montana, fucking ran track. Fucking now here's a guy fucking can throw a ball fucking country mile, threw for six thousand passing yards and fucking two games in Wyoming. Shut the fuck up. I can't uh, find his this video. Just type in like CFL DB gets run over or something. I don't know. I found it earlier. I I actually had to dig through my Instagram. I actually had to go on uh, No Free Ads Barstool and uh, look up their uh, Instagram. Right here. TJ Lee gets run over <laughs> by Eskimos wide receiver. Oh, it was TJ Lee? I thought it was Gary Peter, number four. I don't know. It just says in Friday's CFL game between the BC Lions and Edmonton Eskimos, the Lions cornerback TJ Lee gave the receiver across from him a classic bring on gesture. Do they have more than one number in the CFL? Because he was number awesome. four. Yeah, no, the rough. the guy who said like bring it on, his name was TJ Lee. But the dude who ran him over, I don't know his name. Hakeel Williams, I think. Well, at any rate, that was a good video. I enjoyed it. So that's Early. gonna be it for us here on the Anything But Basketball podcast. Remember, Instagram, WordPress, Twitter, Facebook. Get on there. Say some shit, even if it's weird. Like fucking C. Wilson, ask me how to deliver a baby goat. Okay, we can. We have Google. We can help you. <laughs> Just whatever it is, let us know what you think, what you want to know, what you want to hear about, and Wait. we'll make uh, accommodations for that. In what context was the delivery of the baby goat? Is it like birthing, or like yeah. actually like transporting a baby goat? No, birthing. Mm. So I said to lay it on its side and use a corkscrew type motion to remove said baby goat. Which also, we also, also, for the right price, will deliver goats. <laughs> yeah, we also deliver goats. We'll deliver said goat. <laughs> we'll deliver the goat. I will yeah. not only help push that fucking goat out, I will deliver that to your doorstep. We will bring, <laughs> bring the goat to you. <laughs> I was just going to say, we will bring the goat to you. Anyway. Anyway, I appreciate y'all listening. Now it's the weekend before Halloween, you know. Gonna be some parties. Drink responsibly. Don't end up like Chad Kelly. Breaking into someone's house. Talking incoherently to yourself. Getting arrested. Don't do it. To be fair, Von Miller probably gave him straight masculine, so it's not his fault. You'll have that. Yeah, that's right. You know Von Miller shoots straight fucking horse tranquilizers for a good time. He's an animal, so... Anyway, appreciate it. See y'all later on. Bye. Bye.